We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie with the Diddy here. Um, busy day, and that includes a Howie and Nick Sirianni press conference at 2 o'clock during John and Ike's show. We're going to get to some audio that we just got of Jonathan Gannon talking about the Eagles' Super Bowl loss. Gannon just had his introductory press conference in Arizona. What he said related to the Eagles, we will play that coming up in about three minutes. Let's go to Mike right now. Everyone stay tuned. Mike, you're on WIP. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, Mike. Each day gets a little bit better. I'm not saying I'm better, just a little bit better. I have not felt that yet. <laughs> I haven't. Well, Joe has gotten worse. I got a chuckle this week out of finding out Jacob DeGrom is already injured. That gave me a chuckle. <laughs> told you I didn't want him, right? I told you I didn't want him. <laughs> but it hasn't actually made me like feel better. Oh my God! The rest that is of the amazing. One hundred and eighty-five million injured. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So listen, as we're all again still searching for answers, and I know again it's very easy to keep saying this is all again and all again and all again. Again, I'm not going. I'm not going with the field. Yes, the field played a role. I'm not going to use it as an excuse. Forget the Devontae catch. Forget the flag. I'm not even thinking about those. I'm still looking at play on the field. So one thing that I looked at, and I would love to get your guys' opinion, because I'm trying to decode what this means. So outside of Mahomes, going into the game, who was the next player on the Chiefs' offense we were most concerned about? Travis Kelsey. Without question. First drive, Kelsey has one reception, 18 yards, touchdown. I don't know about you guys, but I had an uh uh-oh moment when I saw that. Sure. Okay? The rest of the quarter, he had two catches for 42 yards. Very nice first quarter. The rest of the game, the rest of the game, the last three quarters, he had three catches for 21 yards. So maybe, just maybe, the whole game plan from Bannon was we cannot let him beat us. Yeah, we're going to neutralize him, and we're going to let the rest of these outcasts, who they are, whatever, whatever however you want to describe them, outcasts, Juju Smith-Schuster, we're going to let them beat us because our players are better. And maybe, guys, it's as simple as 
our players just didn't make the play. Well, that's what I've so, been saying, Mike. You know that. I think it's more likely that we didn't expect them to run the ball the way that they ran the ball. We didn't expect them to be able to do what they did. And so, yeah, a big part of it was stop Kelsey, and that will in turn slow down Mahomes. And you yeah. don't have to worry so much about slowing down Pacheco. But in the end, Andy Reid zigged when we thought he was going to zag or however you say that. Yeah. And yeah. caught us by surprise. And uh, uh, correct, and uh, it caught us by surprise. So then, so then I say, okay, well then everybody wants an adjustment. Okay, that okay, that that's a, a reasonable response. But if we make an adjustment, maybe then Kelsey goes off, maybe. and we still wind up losing. Maybe, Mike. So, give me, that's what I'm saying. Mike, give me, it's a little different. Give me a big answer for what's unbelievable. This was unbelievable, and it was super cool. And my son was there to hear it all. Getting a phone call from the Hammer on a Saturday night before the Super Bowl to talk little birds and wish each other good luck was really unbelievable, Joe. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate it. it. Thanks, buddy. To everyone I haven't called yet, uh, they could be expecting a call. I intend to. I, I'm sorry. I kind of got bogged down with my Super Bowl grief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I know. It's hard and, to talk to people, period, right now. Yeah, and going to bed earlier, you know. So I'll, I will get to more as we move through the next couple of days. Uh, audio of Jonathan Gannon in just a moment and what he just said about the Eagles' Super Bowl loss. But first, Ray, let me ask you this question. Um, what specifically did you not like from the way Gannon had either the guys prepared or lack of adjustment. What did you not like that he did in the Super Bowl? Yeah, Ray, you said earlier, I put this more on Gannon. Why? Yeah. <sighs> four possessions, four scores, second half. I mean, if if what you're doing ain't working, then you got to do something else. Right, and, and I'm not challenging you. I, I agree, Ray. Like, <laughs> I it, mean, was, it, was simple. Not, it was not good, but what is it that you, you sense he specifically did wrong? He he didn't adjust to me. I mean, I, I we said going into this that to beat the Chiefs, beating the Chiefs begins with getting pressure on the quarterback. If you're not getting pressure on the quarterback with what you're doing, then you do something else. You got, you got to, you got to. If you're gonna let, if you're gonna let Mahomes even on one good leg, just stand back there and cut you to pieces, the way he did drive after drive after drive. <laughs> then you know it's like, hey, coach, you know, you, you got you got a, you got a plan B here. Do you think there's plan too, A ain't working? Were they too preoccupied with Kelsey? Is that, uh, is that possible? No, I think I th- what I felt when I was watching it, and it just it sort of goes back to the point that jo- that John was making. Um, the big shocker, which I really think took the Eagles' breath away, was my God, these guys they're running the ball. Yep, and. We didn't. We did not plan on that. Okay. We didn't think. First of all, we didn't think that Andy was going to run it that much. And if he did, hey, bring it on. Would much rather have Pacheco running the ball than Mahomes throwing it. But the fact that it is, they're beating your brains out. Yeah. Okay. And so, and I worried about that to some degree because, to be frank, I never thought the Eagles' run defense this year was that good. I mean, teams teams that wanted to run the ball had pretty good success running the ball. And I worried about that coming into this game, but then there's the other part of me that's saying, "Oh, come on, it's Andy. You know, Andy's Andy's not going to Andy's not going to win this game trying to he's not going to try to win this game by running the ball, but he did. And the fact that he did and had great success with it, 150 yards is a lot. The fact that he was able to do that threw your whole defense off. You you weren't planning you were going to have to deal with that. You just thought it was all going to be about the quarterback. And in the second half became, yeah, the quarterback was a big part of it, but the running game also set up a lot of the quarterback success. So let me ask you this, Ray, and then we'll get right to this can audio. I know everyone wants to hear it. I want to hear it. I haven't heard it yet. 
To what extent, though, is it like, yeah, but man, T.J. Edwards, dude, you got to hold up in there. Love, love you. Like, had a great year. Great guy. I, I mean, is he a lesser player than we thought? He did not have a good Super Bowl. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I mean, because if you're Gannon, you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm going to defend the pass, and I'm going to trust T.J. Edwards and the guys. I'm just using him as an example. But, you know, like, you know, handle it, guys. H- handle that run game. Well, and not just that. I mean, they're killing you in the middle of the field with the pass. Well, that's – the, the whole combination. I mean, it's just you know, I, I think I think it exposed, I think it exposed the guy. I do wonder, John, if he gets downgraded in this free agency thing about to happen. He should, based on that performance. I was shocked, and I liked. I mean, he's a nice guy. Oh, he's a, nice, he's a very nice fellow. Fantastic season. He's a very nice fellow. But, but I mean, there's you know, I mean, there's you know, there's part of reason. You know, he's a free agent. He's a free agent signing. So I mean, maybe sometimes in situations like this, you find out who the free agents are. Yeah. I, um, I mean, if, if I'm the Eagles, I'm taking a good long look at N'Kobe Dean next year. Because there's some things that, even though he's a little undersized, I mean, he's got more range than this guy has. And he'll help you more against the pass than this guy does. And I think he's a better form tackler. Well, he's also, and he's also cheap. And, well, but I, th- I think he can play. I, I would give him, a, if, if, if Edwards is back, I would give it I would just straight-up competition next preseason. Best man wins. And I'd be willing, if they're going to be fair about it, I'll bet Dean will beat him out. Well, if that's the case, then I think they don't even bring uh, Edwards back to compete because they don't want Edwards to – they don't want to pay Edwards 4 $5 million a year just to be a backup. Well, what about Kaiser White? Kaiser well, White. I mean, I, I was thinking that uh, that's Kaiser's spot that you've got the young kid. It could be. You're buying for it. It could be. T.J. Edwards, I, that's that's a whole other. He's the, the captain of the defense I, calling I all know. the plays and stuff. All right, let's get to this Gannon audio. We have not heard it, but James says there's a couple of pieces of audio we're playing three of them. All right, let's start with the first. And let's get Jonathan Gannon, Justin about the Eagles loss. Um, have you had time to review the tape from the Super Bowl, and how has that experience prepared you to be a head coach? Yeah, Sunday night I did, which was hard because uh, you feel for the players when you get to that game. Um, you know, I don't feel sorry for myself. I feel I feel bad about the players and not getting Mr. Lurie another ring and Howie another ring and Nick his first ring. So everything that I do, that's that's what be where your feet are. I'm always trying to learn from experiences that happen right in real time. And uh, that's what I did. So um, I feel bad about not being able to get that done, but it was an excellent learning experience for me. And I know that I learned a lot from that game and um, things that I would need to do different moving forward to win that game. Good question. Hmm. So can we find out what did you learn? Yeah, he didn't and what really did answer the question. Differently yeah, moving well, I, forward. I guess the question was, did you watch the tape? It was a poorly phrased question. Yeah, look, we're not going to like these answers. I mean, we know because what we want to hear him say is, "I messed up and I feel sick about it." That ain't coming, right? That's what you want to hear him say. And you know, you didn't get that at least in that answer. And listen, he probably, well, I don't know. I was going to say he probably feels sick. Maybe he doesn't feel sick. I mean, he just got a ton of money to be the coach of a new team. I mean, you do have to move on if you're him. You have to now coach a different team. And you have to walk into a building and own that building day one. That's, I mean, that is currently his number one priority, which, of course, is one of the frustrations for us because you you just rather the guy deal with here for three or four days before he goes there, almost if, if for no other reason, just to pay tribute to his players and just to download Sirianni on the tape after the damn game's over. All right, let's get to the second piece audio. Nick Sirianni for the last two years really prepped me to be a head coach. I truly believe that. I told him before I walked out of the building. And, um, 
you know, we're obviously friends because we worked together in Indy, but he was my boss in Philly for two years, and he was extremely hard on me, extremely detailed, detail, he's detail-oriented, uh, but he always had my back. And he let me in on a lot of things of how he was running the team and the why behind it. But he gave me a very uh, easy blueprint, which I will put my spin on. But he gave me the blueprint to how to be a head coach. And that's when, for these last two years, especially this last year, I was fully confident that I could, that I could do this job. So uh, I appreciate him for that. You know, that extremely hard thing, John, resonates with me. I think my instincts are yeah. Sirianni's a lot more of a taskmaster than we initially thought. That whole thing about putting guys' numbers up on the board when they have a bad play mm -hmm. so the whole team can see, hey, 53 at a bad number, bad game, bad play. Not talking Hugh Douglas, by the way. <laughs> Love you, Hugh. Uh, I, I think there's more of that than we, than we certainly knew about or suspected year one, John. And I, I appreciate that about Sirianni. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that he would ever – consider bad-mouthing the guy who helped him get this job. Uh, so I do think that the answer is a little bit skewed. I guess it was along the, the lines of uh, what prepared you to take on this new role. And he's saying, well, Nick Sirianni prepared me. I do believe that part because I think he had a ton of autonomy. And I think Nick Sirianni knew where his experience and expertise existed. You know, Nick on the offensive side of the ball and the way he talked, he just let Jonathan Gannon do his thing. And I would like to know how he was hard on Jonathan Gannon. How those, you know, how exactly? I, I Gannon does a good job of throwing a lot of stuff out there and not going into detail you're on right. any of it. No, you're right. I, I feel hollow still. I need to hear more. You're, like, you're never going to, John. I mean, not really. Well, then that's that's disastrous. It's. I need some sort of closure. I need, and I need some of that out of Jonathan Gannon's mouth. I. Listen, I want more, too, and we're not going to get it. <laughs> James, his third audio, what is it? So the last cut's about how he said he was going to stay in Philly after the uh, NFC Championship game and what changed after yeah. that. When I made that comment, I wasn't going anywhere because um, Houston went another direction. That's who I interviewed for, and I, I knew that they were going another direction, and that was the only interview that I had for this, this cycle. So, um, you know, I was obviously fully engaged in the playoff run that we had, then to the Super Bowl. And then, like I said, Howie approached me on uh, on Sunday night after the game and said, "Hey, you're going to stay here, you're not flying back with us. You're going to interview for this for this job." And uh, that's when I clicked that mindset in and uh, said, "Okay, well, let me s probably you know stop. Uh, Got to pick up my bootstraps a little bit because I was down, obviously, about the game. And um, you know, take a shower, work out, and come in and and you know shoot your gun." So. That's what I did. Wow, that's very strange. That's really interesting. That's so, very strange. So he apparently strange. didn't that's know he was going to interview for the Cardinals job until after the Super Bowl. Ray, do you interpret that literally? Did he mean that literally, that he did not know while coaching the game and preparing for the game, his agent hadn't told him, hey, they're interested in you? And Howie Roseman is the one that said, hey, just so you know, they contacted us, and I, I'm looking out for you for your career here, man. Make sure you stay here. I think they might want you. They want to meet with you tomorrow. You believe that, right? Uh, I find it very hard to believe. I find it very hard to believe. I mean, I thought that um, – I, I honestly thought that – Well, that is one of the most bizarre things I've heard in a long time. See, I thought it was I, – I thought they were both goners before the game was ever played because the fact that the Colts and um, <clears throat> the Colts and the Cardinals had held off – they, they were clearly waiting for somebody out of the Super Bowl. 
They were clearly waiting for somebody out of the Super Bowl. Now, who is it? And I just, you know, in, in my mind, I'm just saying, well, it, it's, go- it's going to be Shane and it's going to be Jonathan. I mean, that's, that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for this game to be over, and then they're going to hire the two of them. Because there was no other reason they'd interviewed other people. And they haven't met, they're the only two teams that don't have a coach. They're clearly waiting for the Super Bowl to be over, and then they're going to make their move. So, I mean, I, I thought going in that, that this was going to be the end for both of them. So did Gannon just lie? You know, I don't. I don't know what you gain by it. That is a really. Well, what you gain by it is the city of Philadelphia doesn't forever hold it against you that you had your uh, attention divided heading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. Listen, if you this... are pre-planning and you're Jonathan Gannon, you know that you're going to have to face this city at some point, and you don't want anything out there that paints you in a negative light. Like, I, I think he might have just lied. Well, he might have or he might not. Look, it no, might, it it might be possible. true. It is yeah, possible it what be. he said is yeah. true, but I can't imagine that, that a team leaves their entire organization up in the air up until after the Super Bowl and then says, oh, yeah, hey, maybe we should interview that guy. Like, how does that never get communicated? Well, I'll does say that get this. stopped by Howie yeah. and say, like, hey, we don't want him to be distracted? Well, they might that's have, the case, well, I have a problem with that, too. They, might have, they the Cardinals, might have come to the Eagles – after the phase when they were allowed to talk to Jonathan Gannon. Like, maybe the Cardinals were thinking about someone else or any combination of people. Yeah. Didn't like those candidates, got turned down by some people. And I don't know how that works. Yeah, but there are. Well, I don't, think, know, I don't think the coordinators were. And... Oh, there is. I mean, I don't believe the coordinators allowed to talk to an opposing team about a vacancy the week of the Super Bowl. Right, Ray? I don't believe that is permitted. There's a window. Yeah. And I don't think, it, I don't think it's last week. Do you think that that window really applies? Well, there's a third option here i'm just seltzer tell me if, if i'm vibing with you if this works because maybe there's this maybe he knew and we're going to play this audio again in a second because i want to play it really now maybe he knew the cardinals were interested but he was planning on flying back with the team and being with his guys and howie roseman said hey jonathan just stay here man it's mm. okay yeah maybe because that that so maybe it's not like he was blindsided like oh, I didn't even know maybe he did know John maybe his yeah. attention was divided but Howie's saying yo by the way it also could be Howie get your ass out although I don't think it is I don't think that is I think Howie would just genuinely be looking out for him but maybe it's Howie trying to do him a solid and say hey I, I know you were about to come back out of here on Tuesday you know or Wednesday for an interview why don't you just stay for here? what it's worth because he said as I said before I was just did a quick search on Twitter it does seem that he told them before in an earlier answer that he did not know he was going to interview for the Cardinals job until High Roseman told him something. Okay, right could be. Game, is what he's saying. Okay, play that audio one more time. It's such a strange sequence. Let's let's hear that one more time. When I made that comment, I wasn't going anywhere because um, Houston went another direction. That's who I interviewed for. And I, I knew that they were going another direction, and that was the only interview that I had for this, this cycle. So, um you know, I was obviously fully engaged in the playoff run that we had, then to the Super Bowl, and then, like I said, how he approached me on uh, on Sunday night after the game and said, "Hey, you're going to stay here, you're not flying back with us. You're going to interview for this for this job," and uh, that's when I clicked that mindset in and uh, said, "Okay, well, let me s- probably you know stop, uh, got to pick up my bootstraps a little bit because I was down obviously about the game." And, um, you know, take a shower, work out, and come in and, and, you know, shoot your gun. So that's what I did. That's just very bizarre. If that's true, that's very bizarre. I mean, his his agent didn't know or didn't tell him? It, that just doesn't seem 
Maybe maybe he's maybe he's maybe he's telling it bad. Maybe he's telling it badly. Well, you know, right, maybe, maybe, maybe. There's a, maybe there's a step in the sequence here that 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 he didn't yeah. quite he didn't quite get across. I I find it very hard to believe that the first he heard about this was after the. Well, game. I'll say this: did. there's a Howie and, I was just and Nick Sirianni press conference at just two o'clock. So add this to the list. This is now one of the five thousand three hundred twenty-two questions that need to be asked today. And that's the press conference we're going to carry at 2 o'clock. Joe well, Cameron, well, I, John I, Ritchie. I, I, I was just going to say one yeah. very, very quickly. One thing is it doesn't – I don't know that people hold uh, – many, many times uh, cord, uh, assistant coaches on a Super Bowl team have already made a commitment that, they're, that they're leaving. No and, and they coach it. They coach the game, and everybody knows. I mean, perfect example – it couldn't be a better example than Buddy Ryan. After the yes. Bears Super Bowl, I mean, I walked into the I walked into the interview area, and Buddy Ryan's there talking to Norman Brayman – and Harry Gamble, you know, and they're saying, okay, you're, you know, you can fly in on Tuesday. I mean, they're having, they're basically send, setting up the Philadelphia press conference, and and he's still in his Bears, he's still in his Bear costume. They just won the game, so guys coach in that in that in that mode all the time. So it's not like, oh, he was too distracted to coach. Guys have won the Super Bowl in exactly the same state of mind. They have, but I will say, it could be a distraction, depending on the individual. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, that's been John's thought for the last few days i mean we'll never know the answer we can't climb in the guy's brain but it just it may, i mean listen right i'll talk candidly on my own account if i had a chance to have my salary increase by three or four ta- times and be a head coach and i got a coach on a game on a sunday and prepare for it the week before but i got this like amazing opportunity thereafter and it's going to be in a different city and i got to move my family and then let's say i'm in that scenario i'm married and i got kids it's got to be on my mind I mean, how can it not be somewhat on my mind? I'm not saying it definitely impacts you, but it might. You never know. All right, uh, more with Ray up ahead. And, again, that big press conference of Howie and Nick is coming up in 30 minutes. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Pro and college hoops, hockey, MMA, and more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan. And the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on player points, assists, and rebounds. And you can bet pro basketball futures, too. Our team is tied for the fifth best odds to win the whole thing at plus 1,000. Our center has the second best odds at plus 350 to win the league MVP. I absolutely believe he'll finally win the award this season. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner download the app and start playing instantly with the bet park sportsbook and casino app t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.